You're listening to Pastola Endocrine Podcast. This is uh, Dr. Jeffrey Barron, who's joining me today. Um, he's a senior investigator and the head of the section of growth and development at the National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. Um, just gave us a very interesting um, talk regarding um, growth plates and growth. Um, so I just, I guess for the, the, the benefit of the, if you will, 10 minute soundbite, what do you feel like are maybe the, the two or three top points from your talk that you would like people to kind of take as a, a take-home message? Yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, it's sort of maybe thinking of this in a, in a historical way. Uh, you know, years ago, what we were taught and what we told each other is that growth is really mostly controlled by the growth hormone IGF-1 axis, by, by, by those particular hormones. And, and that, you know, really all of short stature could be explained by those, by growth hormone IGF-1. But I think what we've discovered over, you know, the last uh, really couple of decades is that the growth hormone IGF-1 axis is just one of many, many regulatory systems that controls growth. And so if we want to really understand growth and, and children with growth disorders, we need to be thinking much more broadly. And for me, the best way to think about this is to realize that linear growth results from the action, from growth plate chondrogenesis, from the growth plate chondrocytes dividing and hypertrophying. And so all of short stature is caused by decreased growth plate chondrogenesis, and all of tall stature is due to increased growth plate chondrogenesis. And for me, that's a really a major organizing principle. It lets me think about the differential diagnosis of short stature and tall stature in a very broad way as anything, it could be due to anything that affects growth plate chondrogenesis. And then as, as I alluded to in my talk, uh, you know, that happens at multiple different levels. There's endocrine control of the growth plate. There's nutritional control a lot through the endocrine system. There's control by uh, pro-inflammatory cytokines, by paracrine factors going back local, going back and forth locally in the growth plate, by the cartilage extracellular matrix and an extensive intracellular regulation going on. And we have to, so when we see a child with short stature or tall stature, we sort of have to think about all of those, all of those possibilities. Okay. One thing I was curious about. So again, you had inter, um, introduced the concept of senescence. So when you see differentials in growth, is it more of an issue of rate of growth? So rate of proliferation or is it more, if you will, how fast the clock is running from, you know, the start to the, you know, to the end when senescence really, you know, kicks in and the growth plates fuse? Yeah. So for, for many disorders, it is the rate of growth, you know. So example, you know, child with growth hormone deficiency, their, their growth rate is, is decreased. There are a few disorders where it's really does seem to be kind of more purely a disorder of senescence. And, you know, you can recognize those because these are conditions where the child grows fairly normally, maybe in the lower part of the normal range or something like that, but then they stop growing early. So, um, you know, examples would be, uh, you know, like Albright uh, hereditary osteodystrophy, mm. AHO, which is uh, part of, you know, pseudohypoparathyroidism, where the child is often kind of, you know, at the lower percentiles, uh, but has an advanced bone age and it's going to stop growing soon right. and end up up short as an adult. So that would be an example where it looks like 
um, senescence uh, and growth potential is is primarily uh, affected. That's interesting. Is there any reason that's theorized why in Albright's hereditary osteodystrophy there's faster senescence? You know, yeah, it- it's a great question. So, um, so Albright hereditary osteodystrophy, you know, as you know, it is due to uh, mutations in GNAS, right. a gene that encodes GS alpha. And GS alpha is important in transducing the signal from a very important paracrine growth factor that I, uh, I guess I didn't mention in the talk, uh, which is PTHRP. Uh, PTHRP is a major player in the growth plate, and it, and it needs GS alpha uh, to, to work. And one of the things that it controls is the progenitor cells, the stem cells in the growth plate. Uh, so probably, at least that's a good bet for what's going on. Mutations in, in GS-alpha lead to abnormal PTHRP signaling, lead to abnormal uh, behavior of the uh, stem cells in the growth plate, and therefore early senescence. It's, you know, there are a lot of There's a lot of hand-waving in there, a lot of details that we need to understand, but that would be a, a good guess. Okay. Interesting. And then um, the other thing I, you know, when we were talking, you were talking about, you know, polygenic um, impacts on um, stature. So one of the things that I think, you know, I've observed and I think, you know, I recall being taught in my, you know, fellowship years that in, you know, you know, short stature, if you will, you know, when a child has ketchup growth, let's say, you know, that they're identified with a an illness or an endocrinopathy, they tend to have catch-up growth, but then they sort of reach their mid-genetic, you know, mid-parental height target range, and then they kind of stop. So again, the shorter genetics families that that drop down into the lower percentiles and sort of hold steady, and it's like there's some type of governor system that slow, you know, that when they hit their sort of range that they're, I guess, the, the compilation of all their genes you know, dictates, they seem to stop. And so I'm curious, is there any theory as far as, you know, what are the governors that tend to, you know, allow people that are, you know, from taller stature to be in their tall stature range and those shorter stature in their short stature range? Yeah, so... so Tough question, I know, yeah, I'm sorry. But, but let me make sure I understand it properly. So you're talking about sort of sort of normal polygenic variation in height, what sort of... Correct. Okay. And, and I think, yeah, I think, you know, so these these GWAS studies that I mentioned, which have identified now a huge number of genes that control growth, you know, some of those probably affect, in fact, many of them, there's actually data uh, from affect the stem cells. And so it's probably these genetic variants that are determining in part how many stems growth plate stem cells we have and how how well they're able to you know keep dividing through life and maybe that may be one of the important determinants of whether we are destined to end up at a tall height or a short height uh, as adults okay and then i guess last question so we have um you know a lot of new therapies that are coming out, um, you know, either to market or being studied. Is there any particular therapy that you are really intrigued by and you think that it might be a, a therapy that would be helpful, you know, particularly in people with some type of a pathologic condition? Yeah, well, um, I think that, you know, sort of the maybe the most exciting thing that's on the near horizon and, and, and is already, you know, creeping into the clinic 
are these uh, CMP uh, agonists um, that um, do seem to increase growth in achondroplasia and probably also in other conditions. Um, you know, the, the, there's still, I think, some problems to work out. Uh, you know, the, the one that is the most uh, advanced uh, has not very good, in my opinion, pharmacokinetics. And so that may be why it has only a modest effect. But I think it's a general uh, approach that has a, a lot of potential. Thank you. And actually, I have one more bonus question if you've got a moment. So I and, and I've been very impressed with the um, expansion of genetic and in genetic investigation in short stature. Um, do you foresee that genetics kind of like we, you know, our, our standard growth assessment that includes things like measuring our IGFs, measuring thyroid functions that may one day include some type of a, a rapid genetic screen test as well, too? Yes, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's going to be, uh, you know, gradually coming uh, to uh, all of our practices where, you know, some of our endocrine testing is not very good. You know, like our ability to diagnose growth hormone deficiency is rather uh, disappointing. We, right. you know, our, our, our growth hormone simulation tests have very poor specificity. And so that's a particularly good reason why we actually might want to do a genetic panel as they get better and better before doing growth hormone stimulation tests, because the genetic panel may, or exome sequencing may turn out to have better sensitivity and specificity than some of our endocrine testing. So we want, might want to do that very early. Uh, and then, and, and another sort of exciting possibility is that right now our genetic testing focuses on monogenic conditions, you know, finding the one mutation in shocks uh, and, and, but there's also the possibility that we may be able to do, you know, genome-wide uh, analysis to analyze the polygenic component to short stature. So at the end of the test, you come back and they've looked at, you know, thousands of genes and they tell you, yeah, this, 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 this polygenic, uh, these many genes do explain the child's short stature. You don't need to look any further. This child, you know, we, we, we understand his or her short stature because they've got all these different variants, which adds up to this height. And, and so if we can do that and we, then we'll, we'll say, we'll be able to reassure that child. That there's nothing pathological going on here. It's just polygenic short stature. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule and, and sharing your expertise with us. And I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Thanks very much. It's been my pleasure. Bye-bye.